This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Don't even hesitate and light that fire, Jacob. We got so much stuff we got to get into right now. We're going to roast NFL topics over this fire like some marshmallows with some good graham crackers and some Hershey's chocolate. And unlike last week, I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't it like warm out last week or something? It was warm out all week this <laughs> it week. Was 70 yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. We definitely need a fire today, so let's get that puppy going. And let's start Ooh, with Chiefs Chargers on Thursday this. night because that game was fire in every sense of the fire. word. Fire type of a game to watch. We thought it was going to be the game of the week, and it did not disappoint, did it? Uh, it disappointed me because I'm playing against Travis Kelsey in the playoffs right now. Okay. He got all, 36 points. Every single thing that Jacob reacts to is always based on fantasy and what's happening to his team, who he's playing. Like, We'll watch games in the Steelers studio on Sunday, and he'll be like, just chanting the name Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper. And like a pass will be thrown and he'll be like, Amari Cooper! And it won't be to Cooper and he'll be like, what a dumb play call. Even though <laughs> even though it'll go for like 25 yards in the first time. Like, what are you throwing to CD Lamb for? Uh, that's funny. It's always about that's fantasy funny. with this kid. That's true. But fantasy aside, it definitely live up to the billing. Yeah, so Slow start, game. of course, but man. But it, it wasn't like a bad start. There were goal line stands. It made it exciting. Well, let's get to that. There were a lot of fourth down Let's get to that. That, I think Brandon Staley should have kicked a field goal. Maybe not every single one of the times he went for it on fourth down, but maybe once or twice more than he did. Um, I love the aggressiveness. Sure. I love going for it on fourth and short. Absolutely. When you have Herbert and that kind of offense, you're going to have an advantage every time you need to get just one or two yards on, on a team. But... You have to take the temperature of the game. You have to understand what's happening. Normally, Who I you're playing. Normally, I agree. You can't kick field goals and beat the Chiefs. But when it was fourteen to thirteen for a while there, you and you were just going, point. you can take you seventeen can, thirteen, and then it would have been twenty to thirteen. I just hate that. Anytime something like this happens, and analytics gets blown up in someone's face, or they go just strictly by the book like Staley did, and it comes back to bite them. The victory laps that people take who are just like, oh, see, see, I told you, I told you analytics don't work. I told you if you just listen to analytics, you're an idiot. Analytics make you look stupid. I I can't stand that. I I hate when people think that just because it didn't work out in this certain circumstance that it automatically means that it will never work. And if you just strictly follow analytics, you're dumb. And I think to a degree, if you strictly follow analytics, you're going to make some bad decisions that maybe a certain game would call for you to go against the book. But, I mean, it's just so annoying to me, Jacob, when everybody's like, oh, see, told you, you don't, you got to kick field goals. This guy thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He's reinventing the game. I don't, I don't like that kind of tone that comes after a game like this. And I also don't understand how that becomes – the topic of choice for for all these people and oh you go for it when you should have kicked field goals oh you left points on the board and it's that and it's Staley and it's the analytics and he's always oh, too aggressive he's too analytic driven he's basically just reading off of a sheet of probabilities and going with whichever one has the best probability no one's talking about Joshua Kelly fumbling on mm-hmm. the goal line with the chance to go up also, by seven points it was a weird leap that he made right? dumb decision right like I get it. If he was too far, the, right? If you're on the inch line, he jumped from like the three, four yard line. Najee Harris can do that, but I don't. We've think, seen Najee Harris do that. I don't think Joshua Kelly can do it. 
But seriously, he Jacob, didn't do it. Jacob, why is that not being like really examined and being like, wow, even if he just holds on to the ball there, they at least you have a chance at a chance. field goal or based on how Staley was going, another chance to the end zone. Instead, it's, oh, you left nine points on the board by going for it, those uh, fourth down tries instead of kicking those three field goals instead of. Well, maybe if your third string running back doesn't jump like an idiot and fumbles on the goal line, you leave. Why are you putting Josh Kelly out there when it's you have Austin Eckler? I don't know, but regardless, do you do? Am I sounding like a crazy person, or do you get? No, not at all. I completely agree with you. Why is there this constant need for a victory lap when analytics fails? It's just this old guard resisting it. People exactly old schoolers like it when it's just football at its purest. They don't need it to be. Fluffed up by you analytics. punt on fourth down. Right. You always kick the field goal. We've done this for decades. That's that's what I don't want to say old timers. That's just what purists of the game look for. And the game has changed. And you can contribute that change to guys like Patrick Mahomes who have cle- completely put the, 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 the league on its head when you're talking about analytics and you're talking about all that. You, you just throw everything out the window when you're facing Patrick Mahomes. Do we have the next Brady-Manning rivalry? No. Herbert Mahomes, you're not ready I don't to know. go there yet? No, not yet. What a phenomenal couple. Even going back to last year, Herbert's first win, I believe, was against the Kansas City Chiefs. I like, think he lost that game. We did they won. lose it? But it was a crazy comeback that he, like... Yeah, it was close, but Patrick Mahomes won. They've the had game. some really good games. They split this season in two My really good games. My problem is, is that I think it's going to be too one-sided. So far, not the case though. A split this year? That's not one-sided at all. And then a sweep all. last year, so that's three to one. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, Jacob. I think it hey, is going to be the see. next Peyton Manning I don't know. And, and Tom Brady. I think it's an insane asylum that these two are going to be in the same Here's division. Here's the difference. Here's the difference: is that I think. Nothing can compare to Brady Manning. Those are maybe the two best quarterbacks to ever play the game going up against each other every year. We're getting this twice a year, though. That's true, but I don't know if Herbert will go down as one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the oh. game. Ever, oh. Ever, ever? Forever? Forever, ever? Well, we don't even forever, know if Mah- Mahomes is there just based on his uniqueness and he's already won a Super Bowl, but if Mahomes got hurt tomorrow and was out, it would be a story of tragedy and not a story of triumph for of him. Of course. So he's still got some time to go to get there, too. But I don't know if I've ever seen someone throw the ball as pure as I've seen Justin Herbert throw the ball. Like, it just looks so natural for him. People who have watched this guy play, and I've only seen highlights of him, one of my favorite old-school quarterbacks, they say it's Dan Marino-like. Like, it just looks like an effortless type of thing that he does. And that touchdown he threw to Keenan Allen to go up 28-21 to Rockets were flying off the back of the ball. It was an absolute chooch. Patrick Mahomes is the number one young quarterback right now that you want. I think Herbert's number two for me. Really? Yeah. That's a good conversation to have. I'd take him over Allen. I'd take him over Lamar. Burrow. I'd take him over Burrow right now. I think Herbert is that dude. Burrow's a good good shout by you, though. He's probably number three on my list right now. No one in the NFC really does it for you, right? Not as far as young quarterbacks go. Not quite there yet. <laughs> the youngest quarterback I like the most in the NFC Kyler. is Kyler. Yeah. But then Jalen Hurts is also really impresses me too. But yeah, but Kyler's better than Kyler's Jalen way Hurts. better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a very actually that's a, that's a good call by you. Herbert's the second best young quarterback that you in build the around. Right now. Right yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. My thing is that I just don't know will Herbert elevate his game to the point where his team, you know, his team is now eight and six. 
They're completely inconsistent. I said to you, but probably going to be in the they playoffs. They won back-to-back games uh, last week and the week prior to that. For the first time since I think the first, the last week of September into the first week of October, that never happened with Brady or Manning. Brady and Manning, when they were playing in that time of of their peak rivalry, those teams won twelve to thirteen games every single year. You never saw those teams lose. Now it's hard. It's hard because Mahomes and and Herbert are going to be playing in the division, so someone's not going to win that division. But still, you always saw it was always who's going to get the one seed, who's going to get the two seed between the Colts and the Patriots. Now that obviously can't happen with the with the Chargers and Chiefs playing in the same division. But I don't think you'll ever see the Chargers really be competing for as like the number two team in the conference. That's where I pause on the Brady Manning thing. Well, it's I still think, it's still a great game. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. But oh my god, I think they will too. But oh my god, it was just kind of like I hate Patrick Mahomes. He's so annoying. Oh, I don't hate Patrick Mahomes I hate at him. all. No, I hate him. See, I hated Brady. I don't really hate Mahomes. I hate Mahomes. It's getting to the point where I hate him just because he's so damn good. And he's you, so good. That's you knew the thing it was is gonna, that you knew it was Brady happen, or right? Manning could do it to either. You know, either guy could do it to the other. I only see it being, oh, Mahomes is Mahomes. I is gonna don't understand how you're saying that when. When Herbert beat him earlier this year and then was in overtime with him in this game. Like, it's not like Herbert was just like, I'm overwhelmed. Uh-oh, I have no idea what I'm no, doing. No, it's not that. It's the fact that I have far more faith in Mahomes to win that game than I did Herbert. I have far more faith in the fact that Travis Kelsey is a polar bear running oh down the God, middle of the so field. Good. 191 yards, a career high for You're him telling in that me. game. You're telling <laughs> me. <laughs> he gashed the hell out of you, didn't he? He did. 36 it's, points. It's going to be like next week's podcast is going to be like nightmare theme because of stopping him and Hill and then Mahomes. I can we maybe just skip doing a show next week? It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's, it's going to be, be a freak scary. show for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Uh Chiefs took control of the AFC West with that win. They, they took, took control, control of the, of the AFC. AFC Pending the Patriots' result on Saturday, if they get ten and four, I believe the Patriots still have the conference tiebreaker, and would then ascend back to the number one spot. But as of right now, the Chiefs have your bye. Uh, did you notice who won the coin toss for them last night? I did. Did you notice he was the only guy out there for the Chiefs for the coin toss in overtime? Number twenty-four on a linebacker. That's even weirder than like. You think it's weirder eight than number eight? Number, yeah, I do. 24 just Maybe just weird. because you see a lot of guys now going with single digits on both sides of the ball. 24 is weird. But yeah, I agree. Why it's, was he the only guy out there? I I don't know. I guess they value Melvin Ingram did they a little really, bit more. Do they really say, they really look at themselves and say, oh, we it, everything changed when Melvin Ingram got here? No, I lean more towards troll move because we're playing his former team. Uh, good. Wow. Completely overlooked that. We're playing his former team. He was an all-pro for the Chargers for a while. Let's so do you expect the same thing for kickoff next week? Oh, a little spice with uh, Melvin Ingram thrown out there yeah. for against Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Hayward on the coin toss. I don't know. That's a good point. We'll have to keep our eyes glued to the TV during that coin toss ceremony. Moving on towards Saturday's games. Just one more sleep until we get some more NFL action. Browns Raiders. Colts, Patriots, start with the Browns. Do you think they should suspend this game? Do you think they should postpone this game? No, I think you I, you I, set you set the standard at the beginning of the year. If you cannot produce a team come kickoff, 
you have to forfeit. Very easy for you to say Steelers Nation as you're sitting a half a game behind the Browns. That's that has nothing to do with it. Now, what if now it was granted, the Steelers? Now granted, what if it was the Steelers? Now granted, it was with the caveat that if a delay is not possible, you have to forfeit. It's possible. Here. Luckily, now you're on the Saturday game. So the league won't be happy to lose a Saturday game, but if you can push it back to Sunday, I don't. I wouldn't love it that if the Browns were given this much leeway. If you could, if you could push it back to Monday, that would really upset me. But if it's possible, then sure, do it. But I don't know how many guys they have in their COVID protocol that 18. would be available Sunday or Saturday, but still be or be on be protocol Saturday. Saturday and be available by Sunday or even Monday. No, I think you're looking at a Tuesday game if you're going to postpone. But I don't think that's right. I don't. I why? Why? Because not? I think when you set that mandate at the beginning of the year of these are these are our terms. Okay, but you've you changed. You eliminate the possibility of a Tuesday night. Game. Okay, but you've changed the protocols several times since then. It's the league already. Right. They, well, they now test, they now test vaccinated they just announced yesterday now. how they're shortening the window for players to come back from. Being in the COVID well, that's protocol. a good step. They need to stop testing vaccinated players as much as they are. Majority of the vaccinated players who get popped are asymptomatic. It's the unvaccinated ones that are showing the symptoms. But it's hard to know who's exactly vaccinated versus who's not. Look at Antonio Brown. Okay, yes. I guess if we live in that world, Look it's, at Aaron it's Rogers, hard to say that. Who completely led everyone to believe he was fully vaccinated. Except the Packers. I think the Packers knew all along. So the Packers were just being I, a-holes about it. I mean, it's your superstar quarterback. You sweep things under the rug for guys like that, especially something. Of course you do, but the Packers should have had a fine on their own end. I think you postpone this game. I, I, I think you, you, you delay it. You, you make it Tuesday night. Mainly for our benefit as consumers of the game, I don't want to watch Nick Mullins throw passes to the backups against the Vegas Raiders. The Vegas Raiders are a train wreck to watch already. But so far, no news on that front, so it does look like the NFL is going to keep this on track to play on Saturday. And, hey, you can't complain if you're a Steeler because that helps you immensely if you have to trot out a JV team if you're Cleveland against the Vegas Raiders it's probably not going to go too well. They'll probably end up winning though, because this is the NFL and who the Raiders will probably no, end the up Browns winning? with their JV squad. Oh, probably because it zigs when you think it's going to zag constantly. I, if the game, if this game happens on Saturday, it's gonna. I don't know. I I'm just, gonna take a nap until eight fifteen and the night game maybe. starts. Patriots Colts is the night game. Uh, we said Chiefs Chargers game of the week. This might be the second, uh, the undercard as far as game of the week is concerned. Colts are a two and a half point favorite at home. That is wild. Colts have been me. playing some really good football, I man. I mean, it's a trap, dude. I think it's a trap. People want you to take the Patriots. Vegas wants you. to Oh take no, the I, I disagree. I I do not think it's a trap. Why? I think the Patriots are going to win this game. But I'm saying Vegas is trying to trap you because you think the Patriots are going to win this game. Oh, and they're getting two and a half points on the spread. Well, then they're going to obviously win that bet, right? Something's fishy here. Don't you smell that? You don't smell that at all? Something's in the water. Sniff out this line, Jacob. I want you to do this with me. Sniff out this line. This is a weird line. I'm not good at this, Tom. I, You know I'm not a betting man. That's why I, I am so de- devoted to my fantasy football teams because I don't do prop bets and I don't do DFS. I don't do any of that. Here's the thing, though, Jacob. Sometimes you smell a stinky line like this and you bet it anyway because Vegas ain't right all the time. They're right 99.9% of the time, but not all the time. I think I agree with you that the Patriots are going to win this football game. 
I am a little shocked that Vegas is taking this kind of a, a stance and a risk on betting on – they're essentially betting on the Colts is what I'm saying in my mind here. And I think that the Colts are a really good football team. I think the Patriots are up there with the Chiefs as far as that elite tier in the conference that can get to a Super Bowl. And as of right now, I have no other team really jumped up into that section of the conference other than Kansas City and New England. So I think Belichick is doing what he does best, which is rounding this team into shape, heading down to the playoff stretch. And I think Belichick off of a bye week, even though the Colts are also off of a bye week, is just going to be uber prepared to defeat this Gosh. team. And he cuts the head off the snake better than anybody. So Jonathan Taylor is going to have a trouble someday, I, be, I feel like. And they're going to so? try to make Carson Wentz beat them. So I think I agree with you that the Patriots are going to end up winning this football game in Vegas. <laughs> We sniffed out that line, and we did it anyway. Now, I know that this is a different team, but it's still a very good coach. It's still a very good team. When it was the Colts and the and the, and the uh, Buccaneers a couple weeks ago, Bruce Arians, great coach. Tom Brady, no, no stranger to the Indianapolis Colts franchise. And I had said to you, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' run defense can stop Jonathan Taylor, I'd say, okay, that's just another good day for the Bucks' defense. But if Jonathan Taylor can run over the Bucks' run defense, I'd be far more impressed with that result. Now here we are weeks later against the Patriots. If the Patriots stop Jonathan Taylor, I'd say, yep, doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. That's Belichick doing Belichick things. Feed me Patriots Chiefs, right? Like but that's if, what you want. No, but I'm saying if it's Jonathan Taylor with the big day, that kid – could he carry the Colts to a, a string of playoff wins? If he can do it against Belichick, could he do it in the playoffs? I don't know. He, I don't know. If he does it, if he does it on Saturday, that could prove gives to me you that faith he's that the, good. Gives you faith for the playoffs. He's that good. But if he gets stopped in a playoff type of a game, well then. Yeah. Question what his motor is going to be like when mm -hmm. they really start to count. And here's the thing is that they would move down to 7-7. Seven and seven. I don't know where they would stand in the playoffs from that point moving forward. you got to wait until all the games are complete mm -hmm. to, to really figure that out at this point because it is it is a game of musical chairs as far as both mm -hmm. the NFC and AFC wild cards are concerned. I want to see the Colts in the playoffs. I want to see Jonathan Taylor in the I playoffs. I think they're a, one of the seven best teams. If we were a committee to put seven teams in, they'd definitely be in for me. It's just the fact that they had that 0-3 start, which destroyed them. Team on the rise, though, for sure. Absolutely. Next year, Jonathan definitely Taylor. one to look out for. Uh, one o'clock window on Sunday is kind of abysmal outside of Steelers-Titans. You've got the Panthers and the Bills. Uh, Bills will desperately need to grab a win in that game over Carolina. Uh, you've got the Cardinals and the Lions. Cardinals will handle business undoubtedly in Detroit and go to 11-3. and Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to be 1-7 and seven to 7-7 seven and seven, and right in the wild card race, which is a testament to their turnaround, but also a testament to just how bad the AFC is this year, that a team that was 1-7 and seven is now able to be not just in the hunt, but like legitimately like a good shot at making the playoffs if they can win the rest of their football games. Um, I, and I see them going seven and seven against the Jets. So I, I think the Dolphins are coming back. Cowboys got the Giants. 
Cowboys should handle business against New York, but you never know when the NFC East gets together. Uh, worst game in the history of football, the Jaguars and the Texans. Possibly. Jaguars what, are what do you think? Do you think the Texans roll over this dismantled no. Jaguars, or do you think the Jaguars say, no. we've gotten rid of our cancer, Yep. You, we're, we're going to win this game? I think the Jags are going to win. Mm. I think Lawrence is going to have his best game of the year. Uh, I think they'll actually play James Robinson for a change, which imagine that. That might actually help. And they're five-point favorites. The Jaguars are five-point no favorites. No yeah. Why? I think because of Urban being fired. And they think that they have a little bit more talent on Jacksonville's side of things than they do in Houston. And yes. it's in Jacksonville. But we'll see. And then finally at 1 o'clock, we got the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home. That tells me that Heineke's not probably going to play in this one. Washington football team was someone that we thought was going to make the playoffs for a couple weeks now. Tough effort against the Cowboys where they fell short when Heineke got hurt. If Kyle Allen wasn't the quarterback, I think they might come back in that football game. And if if Heineke's out there for the rest of the year, we expect them to maybe be in the playoff team too, but with Kyle Allen out there. I think Philly wins this game on Sunday. They get to 7-7. Seven and, seven. and they take over that I playoff I think they spot. take over that wild card spot that the football team is very, currently very, occupying. Very possible. Because then the Eagles have the Giants at home. They lost the Giants 13-7 to earlier this year, so they got to get revenge there. Mm -hmm. And then they got the Washington football team again. Well, we know whoever they're playing, it's going to be an NFC. And then somewhere. they got the Dallas Cowboys to wrap things up at the end of the year. Uh, but I see the Eagles winning three games there, going 9-8 and eight and getting in. That the should playoffs. be enough. That should be enough to be to beat seven Washington. seed yeah. and make it to that playoff spot. So I think the Eagles get a big win against the football team. In the 4 o'clock window, Bengals and Broncos – it's kind of a game where anybody, whoever loses is good for the Steelers. Whoever wins is bad for the Steelers. They're both at 7-6. and six, so They're both in it's front a, of you. It's a swing game for yeah. the Bengals and the Broncos. I think you want the Bengals to win this game, as weird as that sounds. As a fan of football, I do, because I want the Broncos to just go away already. Well, it's also the fact that if you have the Bengals, well, maybe not. Maybe you want, you want Denver the, to win because of the division. Maybe you want the Broncos to win because, A, the division, but, B, if you continue to win two, you would have that tiebreaker over, over, the, Bron the, Broncos. over the Broncos. That's a good point, where the Bengals swept yeah. your ass so that you do not have the tiebreaker mm -hmm. over them. Falcons-Niners, 7-6 and six versus 6-7. Six and seven. The Falcons are hanging out on the fringes I, I of the playoffs. I think that's just weird. The, the, the Niners are not just one game better than the Falcons. No, they'll beat them on Sunday, um, and I believe that the Niners are going to firmly take control of the sixth seed. Mm -hmm. And it'll be – I think five's going to be the Rams and six is going to be – well, five will be the Rams or the Cardinals, I right. should say Whoever that. loses that And then division. six will be the Niners. the Niners. Seven's the only one that's really up for grabs. It's going to be a toss-up between the eight the different NFC teams. teams yeah. and, eight, and the Saints and the Falcons and the Vikings. Sure. Sure. So many teams have a stake to that. Seahawks and Rams. Uh, Rams just got to keep taking care of business, although the Seahawks aren't going to be an easy team the to beat. Seahawks have been winning games, Tom. Ravens and Packers. That's the game of the week. How healthy will Lamar Jackson be? Doesn't matter. Still think the Packers go into Baltimore so. and get the win, which okay. is big news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think Lamar plays well in that game? I haven't seen Lamar play well in a long time. Honestly. And he's hurt. Yeah. Now so. he's really hurt. You know who will play well? Aaron Aaron Rodgers, number twelve. So against that's against that Ravens secondary. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna have yeah. a fun day. Saints Buccaneers is your Sunday night football game. Uh, would be a lot more exciting if Jameis Winston was healthy and the Saints were something, but they're just a team. Biding time until the end of the season. They're relevant. Their season is still alive, so their fans are going to be engaged. But 
I don't feel confident about mm -hmm. your efforts against Tampa nope, Tom as nope, they are nope, now nope, nope. they're now gunning for that one seed. So they're going to try to stack wins as much as possible. Who do you like to get the one seed, Tom? In the yeah. NFC, yeah. the Packers. Did the Packers play the Bucks this year? They did not. That's a weird one. I can't believe they you know why? Because the Packers won their division last and year the and the Buccaneers, Buccaneers finished not, in second right. place. So that's why. Maybe that, so, go, maybe that goes in Rodgers' favor, that Brady hasn't seen him already when they meet in the playoffs. Right, because what Brady loves to do is allow you to beat him in the, the regular season. The false sense of confidence. And then he beats you in the post. Like a Grim Reaper. Vikings-Bears, Monday Night Football. Vikings just need to win to keep staying alive, but that's a total Vikings loss, right? Like, they yeah. go to Chicago with a chance to stay alive and get into the playoff. And even, even if they win, it means nothing. I don't see them making the play. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't see them making the playoffs either. I, I think it's going to be the Eagles as the seventh seed. Or the football team. Let's say this. Whoever wins that game on this Sunday is going to be in the driver's seat for that seventh seed in my mind. Time to get to our triple play picks oh, baby, of the week. Do we have to. Jacob and I both went one and two last week. That brings my record to 22 and 17 on the year. Jacob is 23 and 16. So You're closing still in. one game ahead of me. No ground game. We had to determine like a prize, don't we? Yeah, I thought it was like 10 bucks. Oh, did we say $10? something stupid like okay. that? Oh no, actually, I get to shave your head if, <laughs> if I beat okay. you, but then I get ten bucks if right. you lose. So win-win. So so I win, you lose. It's the name of the game. It's called yeah. I win. You can go yeah. first this week because I'm feeling generous. Oh, that's so nice of you. All right, Tom, let's do this. Um, wow, can you believe the Titans and Steelers are a pick'em game? I can't believe all the double-digit and nine-point spreads that we have this week too. Like Which the, one is are, the most tantalizing? There are healthy gaps here in these spreads. A lot. I mean, all right, I think I'll go with one. So last week I went with something spicy. I might start off spicy again here. I'll take the Texans to cover that five-point spread, okay. plus five. I don't think they're that. The Jaguars, there's no way they're that good. I like your strategy of betting on absolutely terrible football teams. Yes. Let's see if that pays off. That is what I like to do. I'll take the Bears at plus five and a half as I well. I like that because I think I think they can beat the Vikings on Monday night. I think so too. Uh, my last one, where should I go? Because Fields is playing, so he right. makes them so much better. Uh, my last one, I think they're all left to be just – these are the biggest spreads. Wow. Um – my last one, I'll go dogs again. I'll go Cincinnati plus two and a half. Cincinnati plus two and a half. I don't like, I don't love any of those, but it's a tough. It's week. hard to. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to go first. This is a tough week. This I've board. left you all. I think nine points, except for the Vegas game, and except for the Steelers. I think they're all like nine points at least. Well, I'm kicking things off by picking the Steelers in a pick em. Wow. I okay. think the Steelers are going to beat the Titans. The spread is even right now, so Vegas thinks it's a coin flip. I think that the Steelers get a win, and I think the offense actually plays really well in this game against Tennessee. So I got the Steelers in a pick em for my first pick. I got the Patriots plus two and a half on Saturday night football. I'm, I'm sniffing out the line. I know it stinks, it but I'm taking it anyway. I was afraid. I know I might be driving right into a trap, and the final score is going to be 38-3 to Indianapolis or something absurd like that, but I don't care. If I get burned by that, I get burned by that. I'll take the Patriots and the points. And we're going head-to-head -head on my third pick. I'm oh. taking the Broncos, minus two and a half, wow. to beat the Bengals at Mile High Stadium. Tough place to play, Jacob. It is tough. 
Tough place to play. And the Bengals are kind of reeling. Maybe this is the Bengals. But I think it's their backup against the wall kind of game where they need to win. Or or is it a young team coming back down to earth type of game where they lose and very officially possible. put the stake in their own hearts? Well, they've played these last two weeks very, very close. The, Chargers the effort game to come back against the Niners was big. And the fact, I mean, these are both playoff teams that they've played the last two weeks in San Francisco and, and the Chargers, right? Yes. So I think they've shown that they can stick in with good teams. It's just they need to be able to prove they can win those games. I think they can. I think they can beat Teddy Bridgewater. Steelers and Titans, one o'clock kickoff at Heinz oh Field. You already know that I think the Steelers are going to win. I'll give you my final score as Steelers twenty-three, Titans twenty. Steelers get to seven, six, and one, and are still right in that playoff race. I'll go Steelers twenty, Titans sixteen. Going to be low scoring. Going to yes. be an ugly kind of game. It's going to be frustrating. That's how it's all Steelers be wins have been this year. Chase Claypool's going to piss you off at some point. And I wouldn't be surprised if it takes a little Big Ben fourth quarter comeback magic. Only this time it ends up with a Steelers win instead of a comeback loss. So I could see it possibly too, where it's the Titans are like I said, it's it's 2016. It's a four point game. They have to drive to score. They have to score a touchdown on their final drive, and somehow, some way, the Steelers just make a stop when needed. For the first time in what seems like forever. 1 o'clock at Heinz Field. Be there if you've got tickets. If not, sit yourself in front of a TV or a radio to listen to all the action. Starts at 1 o'clock. Titans, Steelers, both teams in the playoff hunt. Titans leading the AFC South can clinch the AFC South with a win and a Colts loss. Steelers get to 7-6-1, and one, like I said, with a win over the Titans. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opferman. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. Enjoy a weekend full of football, and we will be back again to talk to you next week.